0: Good morning and welcome to Friday morning, October the 22nd in 2021 on When I Rise. Today we will conclude year B, proper 25, which is the 22nd Sunday after Pentecost. And on Fridays we'd like to take a look at the gospel passage for the week according to the Revised Common Lectionary and this week of the, chal- uh, the calendar of the church year. And I need to admit a mistake. I'm actually going to cover last week's gospel passage because I covered this week's last week. Uh, But I believe that it still dovetails with a couple of passages and a theme that we saw earlier in the week. So I'm going to be Mark chapter 10, verses 35 through 45. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making this part of your morning on Winter Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Mark chapter 10, verses 35 through 45. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came over and spoke to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do us a favor. What is your request? he asked. They replied, when you sit on your glorious throne, we want to sit in places of honor next to you. One on your right and the other on your left. But Jesus said to them, you don't know what you are asking. Are you able to drink From the bitter cup of suffering I am about to drink, are you able to be baptized with the baptism of suffering I must be baptized with? Oh yes, they replied, we are able. Then Jesus told them, You will indeed drink from my bitter cup and be baptized with the baptism of suffering. But I have no right to say who will sit on my right or my left. God has prepared those places for the ones he has chosen. When the ten other disciples heard what James and John had asked, they were indignant. So Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others, and to give his life as a ransom for many. This is the word of God for us. I think there's a reason that if you're a person of faith, uh, that, that whenever we encounter a, a leader that has to have their way, and there's no questions asked, and there's no way to appropriately challenge or uh, to confront them or to question the things that they are suggesting. That there's something not right. And it's not that we're difficult to work with. It's that the, the seed of faith has been growing within us. We are a new creation and we have witnessed that there's a better way to do things. And so here we have James and John. They come to Jesus and they, they talk about leading and authority and being in a place of honor. And so Jesus takes the time to interrogate their their motivations for this question. He says, if you're gonna have anything to do with me, uh, you you need to know that there's suffering that's gonna come alongside of it. And they give an allegiance to Jesus and they give an awareness that their life might come into trouble because they've been in league with Jesus. But then Jesus gives some leadership principles. He says that um, the leaders of this world, they lord it over people. They point and they say, you go there, The point is that you do this, and they harshly treat those underneath them. They dehumanize people that are connected to them and that serve them. And they have their own ambitions and they have their own agendas solely in mind. But notice that Jesus says that this will be different among you. He says in verse 43, Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else and so Jesus says there's going to be a different shape to Christian leadership it is not going to look like the leadership principles or models of um, other c- communities around them but it's going to have a different unique shape and it's going to be the shape of donating one's life to a cause instead of having other people donate their lives for the sake of of the leader. And you'll notice that verse 45 many people lift this out of Mark 10's context and they say, "Well, this is an Easter verse." Verse 45 for even the Son of man came not to be served but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so on Good Friday and on Easter Sunday we use this verse to talk about Jesus's self-giving love and sacrifice. But this as NT Wright says is not something that's bolted on Uh, to this otherwise separate conversation about leadership. Uh, But Jesus said, no, what you see at the cross, what you see at Calvary is uh, the launching of a revolution, that Jesus is going to be the tip of the spear of a different way of life. Um, What what we saw him do at the cross is going to be the normal pattern and behavior for those who are marked by Christianity. So we need to keep this in mind because I think sometimes we can see too much as Christians as we, as we try to lead in the world around us or we, as we try to select leaders among us. We are tempted with the siren voices of the world to uh, get a strong person who is dominant, who can pound the table, who can draw the crowds, who can uh, back down uh, their enemies by threats and by name calling and the like and to uh, squash people into submission uh, for their own benefit. Uh, Jesus says that's anti-Christian. Therefore, the love of God should never come into a uh, attention with, quote, the things that we want to get done in the world around us. We don't say, well, I'll be Christian in these hours of my life. But when it comes to leading in the world, we need this type of leader instead. Uh, keeping in mind uh, here is jesus he's he's a nobody from nazareth a nobody town jesus didn't journey more than 50 uh, a 50 mile radius from where he was born and where he grew up along the shore of galilee uh, but yet he has transformed the world did it take several centuries absolutely was it like leaven working in a batch of dough you bet and so we've got this temptation on the one hand we could we could do the patient endurance of the slow and what it seems as, quote, weak leadership, of the steady and one direction that doesn't draw crowds, that isn't demonstrative, that won't get us a news story on a cover of a magazine, but over time will yield that contrarian result that, est- that establishes and creates much in the world. The other side of the equation is the quick, quote, strong leadership demonstrative pounding the table uh, chasing away our enemies uh, putting into submission those who would challenge us that might be able to grow something quickly but it would unravel quickly at our downfall and so we just regularly have this choice which way are we going to follow the way of a lowly master or the siren voices of so many who've gone before us and they even tried to put the christian title on it and it didn't last after they were gone Wisdom would tell us again and again, learn quickly, learn the ways of the lowly one, the lowly Messiah from Nazareth, who in a steady plotting in one direction, the lowly way, the servant way, actually created the greatest revolution the world has ever seen. And so you and I, believe it or not, each of us leads something. When we say something, when we give our perspective, people listen and they fall in line. They 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 feel like they need to agree with what we decide uh, when we make a decision. All of us have a kingdom where we're at the middle and we get to establish its reign and rule. What is up for the Christian is to hand that leadership over to God and to submit ourselves and to be the servant. And then God can then take that space, take that sphere, take that kingdom, and he can make it his own. And many good things will happen because of it. I love the way that G.K. Chesterton, it's one of my favorite quotations, um, about the church and about how things get done in the world. And this is shortly after his conversion. People were kind of amazed that he would choose Christianity because many of them saw Christianity as like a straitjacket, a little bit rigid in all its rules. And Chesterton said that even though it does have like a rule and an establishment, it's a rule and an establishment that allows the good things to run wild. And I think that we could say that too, that If we lead as servants, it allows the good things to run wild among us. And so that's going to be my prayer for us this morning as we attend to this scripture and as we attend to our lives in the day ahead. So let's pray together this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we allow our words to be few this morning. We understand, Jesus, that you showed us the way of life, the way to lead in this world, the way the Father desires is through self-sacrificing and self-giving love. God, we confess to you that we have been tempted so much uh, to lead in the way that we want to lead, to do things quickly, to move people at a command instead of the lowly and patient work of servant leadership. So we need your help today. We need you to forgive us and we need your spirit to fill us with the wisdom and the intelligence to lead as Jesus would lead. We understand that um, the greatest event in all the world was um, was one giving his life for a ransom for many people. And so God, as we lead in our own little kingdoms, our own little spaces, um, we pray that you would fit us to be servant leaders who give of ourselves as a ransom for the sake of others. And I pray that over time, through patient endurance, The work of the gospel would advance and that would see many lives changed and the world change all around us. So be with us. This is a new path. We're not used to this path, so we need your help. We pray that you give us the imagination for it. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.